From Brooklyn, New York, I'm Adam Teeter, and this is a Vine Pair Podcast Conversation. We're bringing you these conversations between our regular podcast episodes in order to give you a better picture of how the COVID-19 virus is impacting all parts of the alcohol beverage business, as well as to provide a bit of hope and a path forward for all of us. Today, I'm talking with Michelle Chapoutier, president and winemaker of Chapoutier, wine lover, as well as president of Wineries of France, among many other things. Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you. Hello, Adam. So before we we jump into you specifically, I'd, I'd love to get an idea of what is happening right now in France in regards to the wine industry. Can you give us an update? Oh, yeah. Actually, that's uh, since the 15th of March, all the rest of runs and are closed. Uh, one week after, a few days after, they, they said to everybody to stay at home. So nobody is involved to move and to go some somewhere else than you can only be able to go to make the buying, the shopping for food, but nothing else. Uh, so the France is completely stopped. Uh, the people who are in the farming industry, mm-hmm. you know, agricultural, like wine industry, are allowed to work. Uh, but still, there is a lot of people who are so scared that they don't want to come to work. For us in in a winery, for instance, it was difficult to have all the team because even if there is some people who are who stay at home, we still have some wine to ship because you still have some people who recite by mailing the, the the orders, and you have some market who are still ordering. So it is quite difficult to work because in France immediately they said you don't work, but you will. The state will pay the salary of everybody when everybody will stay at home. Uh, so then after it was difficult to say to certain industry, like the food industry, uh, maybe you should go back to work because people need to eat. Right. And, and so the, on the beginning, everything was stopped, but slowly they realized that they should push other people or certain people to go to, to go back to work. The problem also was that in France, they didn't have masks to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. In the past, they used to have a huge stock and the ex-president decided it was too expensive to have a big amount of masks to protect people. So they stopped the, to stock masks. And what we realized that with the mondialization, all the masks are in uh, are, are produce outside of France. We have quite nobody producing masks in France. And that's interesting because we realized that the economic system of the mondialization had some big deficiencies, like this little example. I think it's interesting that you mention the, the big difference you have between what we're going through and what you're going through is that the government is paying salaries for everyone who's not working, so people don't want to work, whereas in the U.S., the government is paying nothing, so people do want to work. And I think that's interesting as we talk about the wine production, because one of the things, you know, one of the wines of yours that I love is your rosé, and we're about to go into rosé season. Um, And, you know, who knows if we'll be drinking rosé in our homes or hopefully a little bit socially distanced outside. But how much of this do you think will ultimately impact, you know, how what rosé you're able to ship in your rosé production? And have you have you thought about that? That's an interesting question because uh, with my political function, 
there is this European discussion about what about the wine which will not be consumed. So my personal point of view is that you're right. The problem is more for rosé than the problem is for red or white wine because right. at the difference of vegetable, what is not tasted today or consumed today will be consumed in two months, three months, four months. But the rosé people like to have a young rosé and even it's pity because when you have a rosé which is 18 months, even 24 months, it's still very interesting and even sometimes with more complexity that your rosé of less than one year. So there is some consummation fashion uh, which are not so logical, but we have a problem of the rosé because the, this amount of rosé which has been produced, uh, we don't know when that will be produced or if consumer will accept to consume that later. Yeah? Uh, it is true that for expensive wine and wine lovers, they take the, this opportunity to visit their cellar and to drink a little more good wines. So, and it is true that we can remark that people who are staying at home are also, also drinking more, tasting more of expensive wines. But it's not a tendency to drink inside of the home some uh, rosé, which is a more cur- even elegant but current wine. Right, and it's thought of as being this wine you consume really outdoors and with friends. Right, it's not it's not the same as going to your cellar and drinking, you know, a beautiful Cote de Rhone, yeah, etc. Right, it's it's different. So I I, I do wonder, like, have you had com- conversations with other producers as well about what you think? this this season of rosé might look like have you started to prepare for that um in in the way that you're looking at not only your wines but you know wines produced by all of your other french counterparts so what is true in the same time is that two weeks ago if i speak about provence there were a frost and we think that the 2020 vintage will be a lower production vintage because of the frost for provence and for south of the run also. So in the same time, people are not as much stressed on this point because they know that they will have a very little production. I speak only for Provence because there is some other place where you didn't have the frost. But uh, what we cross our fingers is we we expect uh, to go outside of this closeout very quickly, we speak in France to reopen schools in the 11th of May, and we expect that they will uh, accept the opening of the restaurant in the next two weeks. But uh, what is true, we don't understand why they are so severe uh, about the weight, because we should be able to go outside in the country. You know, if you are with your family with a picnic and you take a bottle of rosé in the country, you there there is not more danger than when you are making your shopping in a supermarket. Right. And um, I think that there were the influence of the you know our president is really under the influence of the medical. Uh, power and they are very scared of uh, the the spreading of the virus and for that the they have a principle of precaution which is very very big and um, so there is a lot of discussion about can we be more subtle about this uh, this this uh, 
close out, which uh, forbid us to go outside. Interesting. In terms of the the closing of the restaurants, have you thought about what you will do when they reopen in terms of getting more of your wine into the restaurants? How much have, has the closing of the restaurants changed your messaging in terms of your wine to now people drinking at home? Um, you know, what, what has that, all these changes done to how you think about, you know, wine consumption in general? So at first, as uh, my political position, I am in negotiation to push two things. Uh, the law in France obliged a short term of payment. And we are negotiating with the finance minister and the fraud department the authorization to give to the restaurants the ability to pay much later. So that means instead to be obliged to pay in 30 days, to be obliged to pay in three-thirds in three months. Okay. The second thing is in France, we have a VAT of 20%. We are trying to ask to the government to do only a 10% VAT, which permit the restaurants to have 10% more markup on the sale of the wine. The idea is not to drop the price of the wine, but with the same price of the wine on the wine list in restaurants that will permit the restaurant to have a higher profit, to permit them to help and to have a return. And then one of the ideas that the, the government has is to open restaurants with a half of the population authorized, but that is very difficult because with this, uh, your your cost will be quite 100% with only 50% of the income. So the restaurant today were closed. They received money from the state. All the, the salary of the workers, of waiters and cooks are paid by the state. All the tax are paid by the state. So they say that they prefer to stay closed and to wait a total opening because they can't uh, lose the help, have uh, only 50% of business, but with 100% of the, the cost. Right. That makes complete sense. What about the the export market for you? So what about here in the US? How much have you thought about um, change, You know your strategy here with, with your sale of wine and how much have you thought about how your wine's probably going to be consumed more at home than in restaurants for the foreseeable future? Uh, so at first, it's important to know that uh, some European wines, like French wines, has 25% of extra taxes mm-hmm. when they arrive on American market. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting to, to remind the story of this. The tariffs, yeah. Yes, because Airbus was giving some subsidiaries there, there is this tax, but there is also front of the court. Boeing is giving also subsidiaries, and they will have a penalty in the same time. So what we expect is that we don't go in a stupid war that Europe will also put on agricultural product from USA, 25% of tax to answer this war. We, help, we really hop and cross our fingers that the European authorities with American authorities will finally stop these taxes because now Europe will have the right to put the same taxes against USA. So it doesn't make sense. It's not right. that's a way of thinking of the 19th century. So we 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 were 
had more, I would say, quite as much damage by these taxes, even if, uh, if I take the example of Chapoutier, with Chapoutier uh, and our importer, Tornato, we arrived to decide to share the cost of these taxes to be sure that the restaurant will not have to pay these taxes. So we sacrifice our markup and our, our price to drop it and to have the same price. But that's like that. The American market is became a market with a really heavy cost. Then now the idea is to, 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 to know what we can do to help the, the restaurants. Right. I know that some of our team are, are helping to deliver or uh, are looking for a solution for the restaurants. Because restaurants, if they are well understood in USA, there are plenty of places that are closed, but they, can't con- they can continue to deliver food and to deliver wa- wine at the same time. Yes, they can. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's, there is somewhat of a, a demand still, which is good. And then you also have a lot of consumers who are drinking more wine at home. Um, and so moving from that, that normal consumption that they're used to in the restaurants to home, which brings us to a good time to transition. And I would like to talk a little bit about your wine specifically. Um, so in these, in these times of uh, COVID-19, if one is drinking at home, what would you suggest that they drink at home? And what would you drink at home right now? Uh, well, in springtime, uh, there, we have an interesting wine today, uh, which is uh, a wine, uh, we call that Esteban. It is a sparkling wine from Chapoutier. From my personal home, I have a vineyard with, uh, around my home, and which is a sparkling wine, which is a low level of alcohol. It's a very interesting and it's because it is in biodynamic culture. Uh, you know, when you are in biodynamic culture, you have a better bacterial activity in the soil. Mm-hmm. And that's permit the roots to keep through the bacteria, to, to take more salt from the soil, from minerals from the soil, from the soil. And then the wine has a salty taste. So what is interesting with biodynamic wines, very often, you don't have a high level of acidity, you have a presence of salty taste in the wine. And that's so for that also that is interesting for aperitif. Then it is the, the time where we are not yet in the summer. We are in the spring, so it's a good time to have the the wine from Marsan, the white wine from Marsan. Like Chantal White, which is a white Armitage, you know. For instance, on on a white meat, it's always interesting to play with a with a, a white wine. So uh or if you have a spicy meat, like a lamb, mm-hmm. curry lamb, that's one of the best wine with the curry lamb is, uh, is a Chantal White, a white Hermitage, which is 100% Marsan. So that's the sort of things that we like to have uh, on, the, on the springtime. Interesting. And what are you personally drinking right now? Oh, me, that's, that's depend on what I cook, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I am very oriented white wines and... Uh, and uh, but also uh, when we work on the barbecue with a red meat, it's always interesting to 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 have red wi- uh, red wine like uh, like a Cotteron. But what is interesting, what we have to keep and what we in mind, what we have to keep in mind and to to take the habit is to serve the red wine cooler. We have you know uh, 
if you have a barbecue and you take, even if you take a Corduron, even if you take a Chateau Neuf du Pape, you will, you, you have to put this bottle in fresh water. You have to serve that at a cooler temperature. And that's very important. And, and you know, I've always remarked that uh, quite everywhere in USA also, red wines are always served warm. Yes, always. Always, always. And so if you, when you have a grilled meat, if you take a, a Chateauneuf du Pape, or if you take even an Hermitage, don't be scared to put that in an ice pocket, you know? You are not obliged to put 100% of ice. You put a, a few liters of water and 10 pieces of ice, and but you will have that at a temperature of, uh, I don't know, 60, 70. Uh, I don't know enough for a night. I would no, say... That's right, uh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I would say, uh, yeah. Uh, in, in Celsius, we, we speak about uh, 12, 13 degrees Celsius. Uh, this sounds amazing. So I, I do want to thank you so much for taking the time to to speak with me today. I think your perspective on what's happening in France and what's happening in the industry there is really fascinating, especially given your um, involvement in the politics as well. So thank you so much for taking the time and for the amazing wine recommendations at the end. Um, and hopefully when this is all over, I will either be able to make it to France or you will come to New York and we'll share a glass of wine together in person and not just over an audio recording. Ah, with pleasure, Adam. With pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast. If you enjoy listening to us every week, please leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now for the credits. Vine Pair is produced and hosted by Zach Jabal, Erica Ducey, and me, Adam Teeter. Our engineer is Nick Patry and Keith Beavers. I'd also like to give a special shout out to my VinePair co-founder, Josh Mallon, and the rest of the VinePair team for their support. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again right here next week.